Welcome to MaxCast Radio, the official radio station of the Get It On Vinyl Revolution. Welcome to WaxCast Radio. We have discussed several times the different factors that led to the digital standard epidemic that robbed the world of the physical music experience and devastated independent record stores. While many of the reasons simply lie in technology and ignorance, it has become clear in the last few years that another thing was to blame. The music itself. Let us explain. The digital marketplace came around at an interesting time. As the digital download gained traction, pop music had found its place. Autotune was corrupting music in every genre, and the packaged studio-created bands were being formed like a damn factory line. However, the genres are not to blame. Disposable music has always existed. Pop goes through its ups and downs in popularity, and if the Monkees were any example, the pre-packaged boy band was a recycled formula. However, as the digital standard began its rise with the illegal download market and legal download market, the major labels made their biggest mistake yet. They catered to the standard. Finally embracing the technology they had fought for so long, they all but abandoned the physical marketplace. Make no mistake, the digital format was not the future until they decided to make it the future. The digital marketplace seemed like a cash cow to the major labels. They saw nothing but dollar signs when they could abandon the physical manufacturing all day. They saw their wallets fattening as they signed the pink slips of the thousands of workers pressing records all day. And they saw themselves as pioneers as they followed Steve Jobs into the iTunes disposable wasteland. In the process, they pissed on the artists. Let's explain how. The digital music marketplace is an impulse-buy-driven business model. Presuming consumers have the attention span of gnats, the labels opted to forget the album format and focus on top 40 singles. With this in mind, they pumped millions of dollars into promoting lackluster, radio-friendly singles. While pushing singles is nothing new, the new music was forced down the throats of the listeners by oversaturation. If you think that hearing the same songs over and over again, sometimes in the same hour, is coincidence, you should look into just how many stations Clear Channel Radio owns. They are a puppet of the labels. They follow the money and only allow their DJs to spin the records they see fit. It's payola. It's fixed. If radio was a government, Clear Channel would be a socialist. Furthermore, it's hurting them, and they are not willing to change their system. They are just following quickly dwindling dollars. Don't believe it? Why do you think satellite radio and streaming has risen so quickly and radio has died out? Why do you think people are leaving? Why do you think Chevy and Ford are considering removing AM FM radio from their new cars altogether in just two years? The labels are single-handedly killing their biggest marketing tool, and they can't see how to fix it. But let's get back to the point how they are screwing the artist with this style of marketing. 
not only are they sidestepping, ignoring, and robbing the primary exposure of their artist, they are forcing them to stop focusing on the album format altogether. In this digital standard marketplace, there is no room for the album, the story, the message, the album format altogether. Want proof? Open up an iTunes album sometime and see the most downloaded song. The single usually outranks the B-sides, sometimes 100 to 1. This is how it is marketed. And those other songs that they poured their heart and soul into are abandoned. How pathetic is it that the industry is dictating what is popular? However, what is different here is the flat-out saturation, the disgusting replays of songs over and over again on thousands of stations until everyone believes that the new song is what is trending. While the system seems profitable for the labels, it is disastrously flawed. Apart from what the labels think, people, the consumers, are not idiots. They know how to think for themselves, and their limited attention span has one advantage. They grow tired and annoyed with the oversaturation. They become frustrated and disgusted with force-feeding and move on from radio. The biggest customers are leaving, turning off their radios, and closing their wallets. Unfortunately, hundreds of thousands of B-sides are going unheard. Congratulations, labels! You have effectively alienated your customers and pissed off your artist. Where do you go from here? There is a bright side. While the labels abandoned the vinyl format, smaller indie labels embraced it, capitalized it, and kept a few plants up and running, even with a limited demand. Smaller indie labels have a few things going for them. For one, they are not in bed with Clear Channel. And even those that are available on the iTunes marketplace strictly mandate that their product be sold in album format only. Their promotion avenues, mostly college radio, is widely open to different genres and artists. This not only opens up opportunities for artists, but it opens up the door for promotion to a vast catalog instead of just a handful of singles. They promote proudly their collectability of their physical music product, pressing subscription-based vinyl, often in collectible colors, in limited runs, offering numerous extras and pre-releases. Finally, they are a friend to the artist. No longer bound by their ability to pump out auto-tuned, drum-machined, overproduced, radio-friendly bullshit, they maintain their vision and direction of their careers. Their album concept is maintained intact and their artistic freedom is preserved. This is why artists are flocking to independent labels and forming their own. They are foregoing their chance at the top 40 shit pile in favor of creating the music they dreamed of. This is how the smaller labels have always operated. 
They never changed much of their business model. It worked and continues to do so. At this point in the industry, they are the leaders. They are the business model that the larger labels still believe could never work. But it does work. And it works well. These smaller labels' patience has paid off. And the vinyl resurgence has served them best. Independent record stores figured this out long ago. The major labels and distributors were ignoring their needs. They skipped them altogether and started receiving releases directly from the labels. In the end, it appears that the old business model that so many saw and continue to see as flawed is in fact still strong when applied correctly. The indie labels are one of the biggest reasons vinyl has survived. They are the best way for an artist to find exposure while still maintaining their artistic freedom and are an advocate for the independent record store. As always, thank you for listening. Please feel free to share this WaxCast with anyone you like. You can catch up on any of our previous WaxCast in the archive. We welcome your input, questions, concerns, or anything you'd like us to comment on, please email us at sideb at getitonvinyl.com. We are quickly heading into our second year here at getitonvinyl.com, and if you thought the first year was big, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs>